One, two, three. Merry Christmas, Rob. Merry Christmas, Jonathan. It's our Christmas show. It is. That's uh, crept up on us. Yeah, and we haven't had a show for, what, well, we haven't recorded anything for four weeks. Yeah. And I haven't posted <laughs> the last episode. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's all right. Don't beat yourself up about it. I haven't done the uh, show notes yet, John. For, for the whole year. Yes. Right, first things first. Oh. Just uh, opening a bottle of, dear God, what have I done? So it's Christmas. Yeah. So uh, I've gone Christmassy with the drink, harking back to my uh, youth when the only thing I was allowed to drink that was um, vaguely grown up at Christmas was um, a snowball. Really? Yes. Sophisticated. An alcoholic egg-based cocktail with lemon and lime flavouring. I think we used to we used to get these little bottles in a crate, or we sometimes used to make them, you know, with a bottle of Advocat and um, a bottle of lemonade. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just going in. It's been a while. They're, they're rancid. Oh, yeah. That's... <laughs> have, you got a back, have you got a backup drink? No. <laughs> I've got two of these to drink. Oh. Uh, it's like fizzy lime-flavoured custard. Oh. <laughs> well, I've, 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 I was going to just have a <laughs> beg your pardon. I um, I've just, uh, I was going to just have a cup of tea because I'm feeling a bit delicate. But I've gone for an old fashioned. Oh, you bugger! With a nice, um, I got a set of different bitters, so I'm trying all the different bitters. <gasps> I, I could, I don't know. I, I couldn't see what it was in the dark. I just poured whatever. <laughs> could be anything. It's got angostura in there as a backbone, yep. but then it's got a little. A little twist. Um, oh, fantastic. Mm. Uh, but I haven't got any syrup in there. I just poured some of the uh, the cherry juice. Oh, nice. I haven't, I haven't got any uh, sugar syrup at the moment. Okay. But yeah, last night I was uh, I got in at half past three this morning. Dear God, John. <laughs> I, You're not 18 anymore. I know. And I had a meeting uh, in Waterloo this morning <laughs> with a client, <laughs> which I was feeling a little bit... Um, Let's say a little bit weary. Why were you out till three thirty in the morning, John? Uh, went on a Christmas on a Christmas party with some freelancers. Yeah. Outrageous! Yeah, we all we three of us musketeered our credit cards into the centre of a uh, <laughs> of a restaurant and drank some cocktails and um, and then we went to uh, my uh, my brother in law took me to see uh, Star Wars. How delightful! Yeah, um, and I. Didn't see the end of it because I was asleep. <laughs> I'd like to say I wasn't leaning, uh, you know, on uh, on Alid, although we were sharing a sofa. I was yeah. leaning on the table that had a half-finished bottle of wine on it. <laughs> I'm not the, I'm not the uh, stay hard that I was a long no. time ago. Was it good fun? It was, well, the evening. Yeah, it was funny. Yes. Yeah. The film, yeah, I'll tell you later. No, no, plot, no plot spoilers. And I, I do know I love porges, porge, pork, pogs, pogs. They're the they're the best thing in the film by a weird way. little penguiny things. They're brilliant. Yeah, good. Yeah. Made me laugh. And how was the meeting this morning? Ah, oh, tricky. <laughs> Did you read um, Mike Montero's book on the way in, just to kind of get yourself in the right frame of mind? No, I didn't. I, I think that's where you made a mistake. Oh dear! Yeah. What about you? What are you been up to today? I've been in Shoreditch. Oh, really? so I've been in Shoreditch all week, uh, <laughs> struggling with the hideous commute because there's been all sorts of problems at Waterloo that's really thrown my uh, journey to and from work. So Monday night, when it all Waterloo was closed for however many hours, it took me three and a half hours to get home. So that was no fun. So it's been quite a long week. Yeah. Um, yeah, but nothing as exciting as you. Um, I'm trying to think. I should have really kind of made notes week by week about what I've been up to, but yeah. no, I'm not entirely sure I've, I've kind of done that much. It's been um, it's been Shoreditch and churning out uh, the last few commissions of the year. Uh, have you re- tweeting, redone tweet- your one that got mashed up? I did. That's back in the post to uh, Texas, I think. Were you pleased with that? Was it better yeah. than the original? 
Yeah, years, it was. So. Yeah, there were a few things I changed right. um, that I hadn't liked about the original. So it's hardcore it doing nice. commissions. Yeah. I mean, I tend to only accept commissions of stuff that I think I'm going to enjoy drawing. Yeah. So, you know, I, you know, I've learned the lesson of accepting curious commissions um, that I absolutely hate. So, yeah, but it was all right. <clears throat> and then, um, yeah, kind of spent a lot of time trying to promote me and us on Twitter. We had a couple of little sales of prints that seemed to go quite well. Yeah, we've been, we've been, I've been, re- I've been really busy here churning out prints. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, yeah, so sold a lot in November. So um, thanks to yeah. everyone who uh, who bought from us. Uh, learned a lot about what what I want the business to be, um, and uh, spoke to spoken to a few people who sell quite a lot of prints. Um, mm-hmm. Got some pointers. <laughs> yeah, Good. Uh, yeah. So um, uh, yeah, and I've just been absolutely. I've gone absolutely bonkers manic. Um, yeah. We've had we've had builders here for the last four weeks who have driven me absolutely around the bend. Um, uh, Are they done now? Yeah. Thank you got God. your show home. All uh, I got a show pony. Show show pony. Mm-hmm. Uh, How are the bathrooms? Oh, very nice, thank you. Yeah, we had our uh, well, Kitty's christened the bath this morning. Uh, <laughs> I wondered where you were going with that. We had our first <laughs> bath. We haven't been able to have a bath. We've been bathing in a sink. Well, I mean, you're not very tall, but even that must have been quite tricky for yeah, you. Yeah, for me, yeah, no. Yeah. I've just been getting filthy and living in the woods. Lovely. Uh, no, what I've been doing, I've been working on this branding project, which has stalled because the directors are always out of the country. Uh, that's what I was having a meeting today about. So hopefully that's resolved and I can get, I was hoping to have that finished second week of December. Um, it is now the second week of December. Yeah. Um, and they've only just approved one of the... Uh, one of the designs. It's funny, isn't it? We were talking about uh, process and, you know, can you have one single fixed process for many clients? Yeah. And I really come to the conclusion that no, you can't, unless you've got resources and money to throw at it. Yeah. Uh, it's really hard, isn't it? I, I had, I've had one branding job come in subsequently. Um, and it's just, it's like a, an event based one. So it's yeah. in the branding for the event. Um, and it was sent yesterday. I, it took, yeah, I won't say how long it took me. A few hours. <laughs> um, and uh, I sent off to the client and came back with approval this morning. <laughs> yeah, I like this. I like this one. Whereas the, the, the other one's taken... Well, I, I think when we recorded the last episode, I was still going through mm. the pain barrier. So, yeah, it's been painful. So I don't think you can apply the same thinking. I might be wrong. To the, No, to it's... The, uh, it's- it's that uh, military saying, isn't it? No plan survives contact with the enemy. Ah. That's a good one. I no like process it. survives contact with the client. Yeah. <clears throat> so other uh, things, I've got, to, I've got to make a movie, which is quite cool. I've got some really nice footage to edit together. Wow. Of um, some uh, basically like uh, really nice um, cast iron signage and hand, and hand sign writing. So that's really oh, cool. Nice. nice. Yeah. What's that for? Uh, it's for my old company that I used to work for. Yeah, real. Uh, and um, I've got a van to design for Glastonbury, which is cool. Lovely. Is that for um, the, the, food, uh, the, food the food people? people. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I've said I've got an event to design, and I'm right halfway through writing the um, history printing book. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Well, you are a busy boy, aren't you? <laughs> I try. Um, but I've really enjoyed writing that. It's been, yeah, yes, it's going to be good. Well, uh, so I'm good going to be releasing that on, um, is it Blurb? Blurb, Blurb things. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm going to be giving some away as competition in January and I will then sell, I'm only going to get like a few made. So, uh, see how, see how they go. Cool. Um, yeah. And other things. What? Oh yeah. Looking at back doing pin badges. Um, yes. I'm very excited by that. It's quite a, quite a niche process isn't it for for getting them made um in terms of like what you can do is in design i'm not sure them. i haven't actually looked into it that so you can um, now mix like 3d printing with them so you can have textures on the actual you know the brass or, or the nickel that you that you you get made you could have like ridges or scales or um three-dimensional relief and you can oh, mix yeah. that with the enamel that you that you use 
So, um, yeah, there's loads of stuff you can do. So I'm quite excited by that. It's a very, very expensive process. Yes. <clears throat> uh, I'm on to my second glass of um, snowball, but they, <laughs> being custard, it kind of slides down quite quickly. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, um, what other news have you got? Anything else exciting happened in the last month? No, I've been challenged to um, attempt uh, by my builder uh, to partake in um, a brutal 10k run, which sounds bad, doesn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, a 10k run <clears throat> bad, a brutal uh, 10k t- run. Yeah, it's it's like it's just a traditional cross country, but through bogs and um, okay. and water. It's not one of these uh, through fire and mud and right it's not like the what's it the something dynamo yeah or the um, oh god brain's gone I can't remember Um, yeah mud something mudder Mm. tough mudder that's it yeah that's it Um, no it's just uh, literally running through like an army range Um, but I'm looking forward to that I'm just on the 30th of December so that should blow the cobwebs away yeah, absolutely. It should. Yeah. I'm already yeah. carrying a little bit of um, Christmas pudding around my middle. <laughs> started early. <laughs> well, I haven't been able to run because of those builders and no showers and stuff. I've done a couple of bits swimming, but um, mm. yeah, it's really uh, yeah, it's not good. I've been drinking too many beers and sitting around, you know. So I need to get out there. Yeah. Oh, well, let's not talk about fitness and health. Have you had snow? Oh, uh, we had kind of one day of snow. Yeah. Nothing crazy. That's, that's too, bit I mean, it got it was probably sort of blizzardy for like an hour and a half or two hours. Oh, we had snow all day, um, but it. Oh no, we did nothing. Yeah. Nothing really. We kind of had snow, rain, sleet, snow, rain. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, it looked beautiful for about half an hour. Mm. Um, I'd so like to live somewhere where you just you know the winter was the whole winter. Hmm. Like yeah, Game of Thrones place. <laughs> yeah, I think Steph and I are already talking about going uh, back to Germany for next Christmas or New Year. Yeah, um, I think every time, bar one, that we've been there, we've had, or that I've been there, there's been lots and lots of snow. Um, you know, the first time I went, there was like three or four feet of snow, and then a crisp minus sixteen frost. So everything just looked incredible. Um, so that's pretty spectacular. <clears throat> so looking forward to that. Not going to get there this year, though. Oh, it's you sending me stuff. What? Take, take two. Oh, I just got messages on my phone. Oh, I see. Hang on, I'm going to pause that. Just put that aside. Um, <laughs> should, we, uh, should we talk about some news? <clears throat> yeah, well, I've been collecting news. I was surprised how much stuff I had. Um, and there's been quite a lot going on, hasn't there? Yeah, but, you know, I thought I'd been putting loads and loads of stuff in Pocket, which is, you know, where I aggregate all my kind of snippets and things. And there's not that much in there, so I don't know if some of it's not going in. Maybe an otter's stolen it. Maybe. Yeah, it does happen. Uh, So what's your first little bit of news? Uh, There was a book out called um, How to Live with a Designer. Uh, A friend of mine, Helen, uh, is a graphic designer. She posted it on Facebook. And... um, it's, I've just gone to their story, their release, PR release on Design Week. Um, it's mm-hmm. by a chap called Alan Long. Um, right. And he was inspired to write it after, and I quote, kept, uh, his wife kept on telling his friends how awful he is to live with. <laughs> <laughs> and I wondered how many uh, how many partners of, uh, of designers could say the same thing. Um, yeah. Because, you know, we're a neurotic uh, lot. Um full of frustrations und- underpaid as we'll talk about a bit later yeah um uh and uh yeah i just thought it'd be a nice christmas gift for people a late christmas gift to get uh to get people um my my designer i immediately went to um to the typo in the uh in the main shop <laughs> which is not good uh it says uh it costs us at least triple its usual price apostrophe in the uh it's yeah. So that's got to upset the designer who made that. I think so, wouldn't you? Mm. Uh, I, I, I hope, for their sake, that that's just a proof and just one of those, uh, one of those dodgy, you know, blank pages that's uh, that they've pasted their PDF onto. 
Yeah. It looks like I, I kind of saw the headlines about this when it kind of when it came out, and uh, I didn't look any further because I thought it looked very much like kind of some of those things you see on Facebook, like you know you live with a designer when, yeah, kind of thing. Uh, and a few of them are kind of that sort of thing, isn't it? You know, beauty and mundane crap and chopping things, you know, exactly right, using a ruler and stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm sure there's some good stuff in there. Yeah. Anyway, good, good, good late Christmas present for uh, for the poor – Poor other halves of people who have to live with designers. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so my first bit of news is from uh, it's from nearly a month ago now, but um, Formula One has a new logo. Oh yeah. And um, we talked we've talked quite a lot about what uh, kind of rough reception rebrands tend to get on social media, and I was sort of pleasantly surprised when this new Formula One logo launched. Um, because it seemed to me that Twitter in particular had kind of learned its lesson from the Science Museum, <coughs> excuse me, um, rebrand that kind of everyone slagged off. And then, you know, once they heard the, the reasoning behind it, were like, oh, okay, yeah. Um, so when this Formula One logo came out, people seemed to sort of keep their powder dry a bit. Um, apart from saying it looked very much like uh, the branding for the video game Wipeout, um, which it does a lot. But um, it's kind of harshest critics seem to be uh, two of Formula One's biggest stars. <laughs> so Lewis Hamilton and uh, uh, Sebastian Vettel uh, hate it. So Lewis Hamilton said, the one we had was an iconic logo. Just imagine if Mercedes or Ferrari changed their logo. I don't think the new one is iconic, but maybe it'll grow on us. Well, I'm sure if you look, Mercedes and Ferrari have probably changed their logos dozens and dozens of times down the years, even if it's only subtly. Uh, and Sebastian Vettel, uh, given a, a really good impression of the best client ever, just said, I like the old one better. <laughs> um so, you know, for the new company that's now in charge of Formula One, that must have been pretty gutting to have their two biggest stars uh, slag off their rebrand as soon as it was launched. Yeah. I, I, do, I like, do I like it? No. Uh, do, do I think it's needed a change? Probably. Um, I thought the old one was awful. What, what trade? Yeah, the old one was horrible. But um, one is meant to look, suggest a, uh, <clears throat> a an F1 car. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't look anything like it. Up. It's absolute nonsense. It's kind of Japanese lettering, like you say, wipeout style. But it's not mm. brave enough to take that any further, you know, in the kind of, uh, you know, really turning it into some kind of, um, you know, Japanese text or whatever. Um, yeah. And why has it got the TM on it? I, it's, I know. It just Probably. ruins it. It's not yeah. – you don't need to put a trade – a trademark <laughs> symbol doesn't mean anything, does it? I mean, yeah. it does in Europe a little bit. But put a registered trademark on it. <laughs> it's like it's pointless, oh, yeah. isn't it? That's um, one of uh, Daniel Benoit Gray's bugbears. Oh, really? Trademark um, TMs on um, logos. Yeah, it's just horrible. Um, but, yeah, I, I I don't like it. I don't think it works. I don't – the double F – bit for me doesn't work um it's too long it must be hard to use and the type they've used underneath it is, is horrific it's like video, it's, it's, video game it's absolutely video game isn't it i mean it's really it's going to age to, yeah is it yeah well, if you I, did google, like that. I don't know let me see if you can google wipe out are you typing you're such a light yeah. typer uh, why are you kind of like hammering away on her? You can't Google I'm right. I'm writing my novel while I'm listening to this bilge. <laughs> someone <laughs> done some comparisons with the, the wipeout type, and it's it's incredibly <laughs> simple. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, uh, uh, but I wouldn't. Um, but you know, if you're looking for someone with taste, I don't think uh, Lewis Hamilton's someone that you really uh, you really want to take any any comments yeah. off. No, probably not anyone to do with Formula One. No, it's a pretty ghastly. Uh, industry isn't it yes uh what have you got next oh surprise me um designers earn less uh three thousand pounds less than the average uh salary i didn't actually see this um it was quite a while ago a couple of weeks ago 
research from the Office for National Statistics has shown that full-time graphic designers earn on average £25,900, which is less than... Less than musicians. Jesus. Yeah. Less than journalists and less than architects. Well, what do you do? That's quite surprising, isn't it? I wonder how much of that is is kind of skewed by uh, freelancers or self-employed graphic designers who who either don't actually work 40 hours a week, 48 weeks a year, or they're simply not <clears throat> kind of a full-time professional designer, although they do call themselves that. Yeah, I think that's, you know, it's such a wide... Um, you could, Because, you, you know, it would be like saying um, a designer... A junior art worker um, and, a, and a senior designer put in the same average kind of wage bracket is like mm. is like putting a I guess a, a like putting a labourer against a skilled plumber or a skilled yeah. electrician. Um, yeah. And I, um, I hang on, hang on. Here we go. Been behaving ever so well. Put your chest hair away from the microphone. Mm. I might treat myself to a new one for Christmas. Not chest hair. <laughs> Uh, sorry, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's not exactly comparing like for like, is it? Not really, but um, they do less, earn less than a train driver, which, you know... Well, all these kind of things that used to be kind of nationalised public you know, public, uh, public employees, that you know, they tend to be sort of quite well-paid, mm. don't they? Um, train drivers, I think tube drivers, can earn staggering amounts of money, can't they? Yeah. Average average wage twenty five grand. I mean, mm. you think what? What's the average rent per month these days? I don't know. It depends where you live, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, oh, in London, would be mm. a couple of grand. Isn't it? Yeah, that's going to eat most of your wages, isn't it? Really? Um, yeah. So, and th- and then that was followed up by um, design leader responses, as the Design Week loves to uh, loves to egg on a, a bit of heading. Uh, yeah. um, they uh, asked a load of leading uh, executive directors, executive creative directors. Um, you know, it's like an executive chef, isn't it? You'd never see them. Um, uh, so they've asked a load of um, designers, uh, design leaders, what they what they think. How can you uh, negotiate a higher wage? These are the people right off the first one. Yeah. Well, the, the, this is what they're asking the people who pay. Yeah. <laughs> those people so they're not gonna <laughs> but this guy says um you need to uh you need to win awards i mean what a knob <laughs> yeah absolutely um yeah uh that's uh design says uh designers tend to be suspicious of awards because they're not like people in advertising they don't want to appear boastful or arrogant no they don't have the time and um they're trying to do their job um, yeah and you have to pay to enter awards you know, is yeah. Uh, we've spoken about this before. Yeah, it's great uh, if you've got money or you're working for a, a larger agency who will enter your work into that. If you're working on your own or in a smaller agency, there's absolutely no chance. Absolutely no chance. It's just <clears throat> that's just ridiculous elitism, um, and that's why you know. I bet I bet he earns a, a pretty packet. I'm sure he does. Yeah, yeah. made made me cross. Um, uh, and. Um, and then they ask, uh, like, yeah, again, just business owners who obviously are going to, you know, they're going to reward their staff, but they're going to pay them as little as they can, they're basically, aren't they? Plus, they're basically saying, uh, ask for a peer rise. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> if it's stupid. Only it was that easy. Yeah. And, you know, the creative industry, especially design, is, is one of those things. It's really hard to measure success. Where do you measure success? Do you measure success by the financial success of the business that you're working for? If so, how is that monitored and how does that feed back down to your designers? Or are you are you measured by success of the pitches that the, um, you know, all the clients that are won um, by the senior members of the team? Um, well, no, because you're never going to, you know, you might not even know what you're pitching for if you're working as an art worker so how, how are you meant to well, move exactly. up? It's, you know I think one of the most sensible things there is take on more responsibility in the studio yeah <clears throat> tricky if you're a freelancer 
Yes. Uh, <laughs> I think if you're free, I don't think this applies to freelancers, though, does it? No, I guess not. But I think if you are in a studio, uh, yeah, then take on res- more responsibility and ask to be paid for it. Yeah. Uh, staying late at night won't get you anything apart from That's a bit my, more experience. That's my book bear. Yeah. It's yeah. a waste of time. If you're, if you're, if you're being employed, so, you know, if you're yeah. a freelance and you want to learn stuff, stay and learn, but you won't get paid. Yeah, more. absolutely. Uh, uh, staying with, um, design, my, I've got a little bit of news, uh, friend of the show, Morag Myerskoff. Yes. Um, has been named or given the status, I'm not quite sure how this works, of Royal Designer for Industry for 2017. She was one of three people who got the uh, award. Um, so the Royal Society of Arts announced the recipients of this year's award, and it's Morag Myerskoff for her work at uh, the Design Museum and Sheffield Children's Hospital. Um, Alison Brooks, uh, was given the award. She's a director of an architectural practice. And Mike Rawlinson, uh, who's a designer and urban planner, got it as well. So I'm not entirely sure what it means. I don't know if it is it just uh, something that kind of stays on your CV for life? I don't know. Uh, you know, is it like an order of the garter? But again, we're talking about architects, aren't we? It's like when we when we went to the design museum, it was all about yeah. architects. They're not designers. I mean, they they are designing houses, but yeah, they're architects. Yeah, they're designers. They've got their own. Get get in your own boxes. Yeah, go win the Sterling Prize. Or yeah, get something. out get out of our award ceremonies. <clears throat> There's yeah. lots of businesses trying to pay their way to win those awards. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it was nice to see uh, Morag. Yes, uh, she's recognised for what yes. has been an absolutely stellar kind of 18 months for her, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're super pleased by that. Yeah, um, stuff. Uh, carrying on the design thinking, design talking, uh, Natasha Jen, who I don't, I'd never heard of, I, I apologise. Um, she uh, has, she's on a, um, a podcast um that you can play on SoundCloud. I think it's a recording of a speech that she did called okay. Design Thinking is Bullshit. And it's this typical phrase, you know, it, it, she, it turns out she's not, you know, she's not saying that design thinking is bullshit. Yeah. But she's saying that the the uh, the marketing of design thinking is uh, is ridiculous. You know, being able to go on a three-day boot camp that <laughs> offers you, you know, that will cert- certify you as a design thinker. <laughs> I know that's by a, your thinking. Yeah, I need mine. Um, yeah. But uh, this is a this is um, a problem across the board. Um, I don't want to upset any UX designers out there, but uh, somebody I know who's a senior designer working on a big, um, well, it, it, you know, a lot of people are moving into that world who have no design experience whatsoever. Mm. Because creative consultants, yeah, uh, they are earning all the big money. Yeah. Um, and uh, not doing a huge amount for it. And, yeah, it is Emperor's New Clothes. It's, it's a load of old bollocks, if you ask yeah, me. Yeah, it's because they can talk the talk that designers can't because yeah. they're too busy bloody designing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, I'd like to listen to that. I haven't listened to it. So it's um, it's on Design Observer, which is the AIGA, the, um, the American advertising mm. kind of design body that we don't really have ourselves here, um, or at least we don't have one that's so... And proactive for its own community yeah. Um, but yeah it's on South Clown have a listen um, I'm going to have a listen when I get a moment um, cool. I'm going to jump off to uh, the next thing I'm going to talk about is uh, another thing that there's a documentary um, that's trying to be funded on Kickstarter it's called Breakthrough and it's a documentary so they're trying to get funding for the documentary which is interesting okay. uh, they've they have funded, I've just seen. They're just over the edge. And it's called, uh, it's about um, exploring the obstacles that lie before a creative life and how to un- overcome them with incredible artists of all disciplines. It's by mm-hmm. a chap called Harry Hitchens. And um, yeah, if you want to go and fund a film, go and go and fund it. It'd be great. Uh, sounds quite nice, doesn't it? Yeah, it does sound so what did, nice. What did the backers get? Uh... Uh, they get a nice message. Oh, you get a digital download of the film. Yeah. Yeah, I've backed a film about uh, miniatures, and um, okay. it still hasn't been finished. Right. They take an awful long time to do. Yeah. You got That's anything cool. else? Uh, 
Uh, one little thing, actually, which is uh, something that I saw on Twitter just this week, um, which was a, a Twitter account called Mythic Maps. Okay. And it's by uh, a guy called Martin O'Leary. And he also did Uncharted Atlas that we featured as a, well, I featured as a website of the week, which was that kind of generative bot Brilliant. that created those. So this is a slightly more straightforward. It um, tweets maps from fantasy and science fiction novels. Really? Yeah. Oh. It's great. And uh, yeah, that's all there is to it. If you, uh, if you like a map, if you want to be reminded of some of the, the, the maps that you read in mm. books when you were a kid or when you were younger. God, well, I loved, I loved lot. maps in books, didn't you? Yeah, me too. So Mythic Maps <laughs> on Twitter. Great one. You, know, you can also support him on Patreon. Oh, yeah, which has had a big – I haven't put that in the thing, but they said they've had a big falling out uh, with their they community did. this week. Yes, and they've, they've Rescinded. Uh, retracted. Yes. Wow. Uh, yes, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what they do. So they basically put up their fees but stuck them all on to the uh, patrons side. Um, so if you were – well, I think a lot of – Patreon accounts, Patreon people donate a dollar. Um, and they, they might have lots of people that they support by a dollar. And um, it was putting all the all the increasing prices on them. So you were ended up, if you were paying a dollar, you ended up paying something like a dollar forty. Mm. Which if you've got a few accounts, uh, it's quite a substantial increase. Right? Yeah, well we've we've moaned about that before, haven't we? If the sort of the monthly subscription thing's fine from yeah. the business point of view, but when you've got several of them Yep. It's uh, very hard to manage as well. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, another sort of fundraising unbound that we've um, talked about before, which is a kind mm. of uh, independent publishing uh, house. Um, yeah. There's a it's great book uh, that looks, it's called Dice Men, and it is the history uh, of Games Workshop, and it looks tremendous. So, oh, yeah, uh, but that's good. Yeah, go and hunt for that. It's unbound.com forward slash books forward slash games hyphen workshop. Easy to remember. And... Uh, I imagine it will be a delightful read. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to end on the most stupid product of the week because I, you know, I know we enjoy our <laughs> stupid products. Have you seen this thing? I don't know yes, where I saw it. I have. Uh, it's called Light. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, called the L16. This is a perfect example of a marketing agency or internal marketing that's got a product and has no idea how to sell it because it doesn't tell you anything about its capability or no, why it's, it's terrible, designed it? like it is. So it makes you think it's just a prototype. Yeah. Imagine a, um, like a, a very large iPhone that's very, very thick, about an inch thick, and it's covered in sort of a third of it is, is like a, a speaker kind of texture. And the rest of it, is this random array of very beautiful looking lenses. And when you take a picture, it kind of reflects, it doesn't really explain what it does, but it's bouncing the light through all of these different lenses to create a super high res resolution image. But there's so many things about it that are ridiculous. Firstly, the price is about two and a half thousand dollars. Yeah. Secondly, you you know to have a really good image you need to put the lens as far away from the capture as possible Absolutely. and this thing is like bang on next to it and it's just so awkward looking it's yes it would be slippery uh it's got no balance to it it's got has it got zoom capability okay, can it do okay. video i don't know well i think one of the things with it is it's a bit like that do you remember lightra yeah that came out a year or two ago which was Another very strange-looking camera, but it took pictures at different focal lengths. Yeah. And then you could refocus the photographs afterwards. Um, and this does the same thing. So you can alter the yeah, uh, the it, subject of focus because you're taking it with so many. But it's basically things. stitching together sort of yeah. multiple photos to create, what was it, like a 54-meg photo, yeah. which, which the Olympus does, doesn't it? Um, and Panasonic do, on my camera now, it's got a... Um, uh, multi-focus uh, so yeah. it does so I can take a photo and then choose which bit of it I want it to be in focus but <clears> if you're into photography you kind of get that bit into focus that's what you know the whole thing about Lightro was exactly oh, you know, yeah. do you know what I mean I don't really need to post 
you know, and especially if I'm doing a landscape, I'm going to have it, you know, with a uh, a really high f stop. So everything's going to be in focus. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. I don't need it. I, not everything. Not everything has to be bokeh the hell out of it. And you're never going to get a good bokeh on something that is. Uh, you you see it on the Apple. You know the the new Apple that I yeah. saw last night. Two of them were displayed in front of me. Mixed reviews. Yeah, I thought it was big and really long screen. It looks. It is a long screen. It isn't really. It? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I thought it was much more squat than it than it looks. Um, yeah, it just looked like another iPhone and was really a bit boring. Yeah, I. I had a look at one. I went and had to play one in the Apple Store not long after our last um, podcast, and I was going to mention it because it it doesn't feel substantially different to the to the eight or the seven or the six. You know, when you pick it up, it's kind of got the same kind of feel to it. It's it's pretty much the same design. They talk about it being bezel-less. Well, the side bezels are <clears throat> practically the same as they are on the six, seven, eight. Um, but yeah, you've got that long screen. You've got the weird notch. Uh-huh. Still got a big bump on the back for the camera. Oh, that's horrible, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. So I won't, will not be investing in that. Um, no. Uh, but the, one of the guys last night, uh, he had bought the eight and rapidly replaced it with the um, with the iPhone ten. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I don't need it. I just I've got got the thing. But yeah, this. So this this sorry this camera, um, Light.co. Go and look at the website just to see how. Um, I just think it's 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 perfect example of nonsense copy. Yep, um, I agree. Good luck to them. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, are we on to our main topic? Which isn't really a topic, is it? We're just gonna we've just got a, a little selection of our, our favourite things from the year. Yeah, are you, are you not doing any space news? Because haven't they found an alien spacecraft heading towards Earth? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's been and gone. Oh, but it's, it is quite interesting that I can't remember how you pronounce it, Uamamua or something. But uh, the the first object from interstellar space that's passed through our solar system. It's awesome. So very, and then they discovered it was. Like four hundred meters long and only forty meters wide, or something. So everyone was saying it's like uh, Rama from Arthur C. Clarke's Rendezvous with Rama. Um, yeah, it's quite interesting. I mean, go on. Sorry, I oh, know the one the the Voyager one news really uh, piqued my interest because it was such a, a techie, wonderful thing. It's that, fantastic, um, isn't it? That they've managed to fire up the thrusters by I don't know what they've done. Some kind of weird radio signal to yeah. it uh, 37 years and the thrusters fired and they were okay that's isn't good that engineering, just isn't amazing it? yeah well clever what a clever race of weird monkeys we are we are we can be we can be wonderful can't we yeah but we are not yeah. <clears throat> so uh talking of um humans being idiots to themselves what was your favorite film of the year let's let's should we go to the topic have i jumped yeah. we haven't even no, no, introduced no. the show rob oh dear god john what are you oh, we'll do I, it at the I end and, and i'll and i'll and i'll, and I'll uh, paste it in. okay well i've got my favorite film of the year is dunkirk which i think for me just beat out blade runner um both brilliant both by directors right at the top of their game i thought um, but Dunkirk is the one that's kind of stayed with me longer, even though I saw it longer ago. Um, still really quite vivid and thrips. It's the, the tension. It was a thrips. <laughs> yeah, there was, there was a bloody thrip. Uh, but it was the, the tension was just staggering. The soundtrack was incredible. Mark Rylance was wonderful. Um, I thought it was just a a really complete film, but you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm in total agreement with you on that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I I um I I don't know whether it was the IMAX screening um, or the fact that I haven't been to see uh, to the cinema for five years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I I'm it's still um, I still can't quite believe that I saw that film. Do you know what I mean? It was almost yeah. like you know. Uh, 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 a fairground ride or a ride at Disney world or whatever. It was so 
intense and it was incredible wonderfully made and had everything in it that was uh you know authentic um paired back uh, yeah it was it was fantastic even mm. though I, the second film that i saw well you know i've only seen three films this year uh, at the cinema the second one was um blade runner which just blew me away i just i really really loved it and um, yeah. i uh, i still think dunkirk is just outstanding outstanding film there's there's an understated kind of it's an understated masterpiece, isn't it? There's nothing, even though it's like a, a tour de force of filmmaking, it's not show-offy. No, not at all. It doesn't it doesn't try to show you know. Look at this setting that we've put yeah. everybody in to make them look like a you know I don't know a Renaissance painting or whatever you know, a la yeah. Peter Greenaway. It's it's just everything about that is is thought through and perfectly executed. Um, yeah. And it's got this analog feel to it, which is just is so visceral when you watch it. It's, yeah, I it's, think the ticking, the ticking of the soundtrack helps that. You know, yeah, I, 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 I yeah, I haven't thought about it since since I went to see it, but yeah. it's just astonishing film. I think it's out on uh, digital download this week, so it'll be interesting to see if it kind of holds up on a small screen. Yeah, um, yeah, I haven't got. a Big screen. Actually, the, the guys went to a flat yesterday and they had, like, I don't know how big it was, but it was a curved screen thing. It was unbelievably massive. <laughs> uh, I think it would be like going to the cinema. Yeah. And I just couldn't have that in my house. It would be... It, well, Jess wouldn't allow it anyway, would she? No, it wouldn't be yeah, allowed. Same she, she'd like me to watch it on a, you know, like a game and watch or something. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so next on your... Best of list. Oh, yeah. So we're doing film book design. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you can do other things if you want. Um, st- I'm going to, I've got two books that I'm going to enter as sort of the shortlist. The uh, first one is Station Eleven by Emily Sinjin Mandel, uh, which is about a troop of Shakespearean players crossing North America in a sort of post, I wouldn't say, a, yeah, post apocalyptic world. It's mm. brilliant. Um, and the other one is Collapsing Empire by John Scalzi that was recommended by you. Uh, thoroughly yeah. enjoyed that. But I'm going to say it's going to be Station Eleven. I think it came out a few years ago. It's not that old. It's maybe two or three years old. Um, but I'm going to say that one because of its originality and the way that it deals with time, whereas the other one is so derivative of um, dear old Mr. Banks uh, yeah. that as thoroughly enjoyable as it was, I don't think it Guess best book. <clears throat> okay, um, Collapsing Empire as well. Oh me, right, is, wow. is my is my best book of the year. Ah. I, I think purely the most enjoyable book of the year. Mm. Um, you know, it's not a it's not a book prize winner. Um, I've read um, Hilary Mantel's Bringing Up the Bodies this year as well, which is an absolute masterpiece of a book. But uh, Collapsing Empire. Just it did absolutely fill that Ian Banks shaped hole in uh, my reading life, and it's really enjoyable. Great set of characters, great a great kind of world that he's created. That's a, that's a great point, Rob. <laughs> you know, that it's filled that hole. That's re- you know, I like I like that attitude. That's, yeah. that's really yeah. I, I, should, I should, should think about that. The one of the the, the kind of key plot points about it is it's. Uh, about a series of interconnected worlds that are, are linked by this kind of a little bit like wormholes. And it's such an old kind of trope in science fiction about, you know, the, an intergalactic empire that has kind of fallen apart because the means of getting from one place to another has has uh, failed. But I, I just think he handles it in a really interesting and quite new way. Well, absolutely, really enjoyed it. Well, here's the here's the thing about um, about world building or or uh, or universe building um, is that that's what Star Wars suffers from. It it doesn't have that kind of sense mm. of uh, of a finite science kind of like limits. Oh, grazie. Oh, my wife's just come in with an espresso. Yeah. I forgot all about it for my for my um for my pie and uh, yeah it's um, it's, a, it's an Aldi gingerbread coffee Ooh. for Christmas Ooh. obviously from Germany isn't it how, ex- how exciting yeah 
Well, it could be, yeah, all that could be disgusting. And sorry about that. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and I and I think that um, that's where you know the Star Wars universe just for me falls down. Is that it's just silly. Yeah. yeah, there's no, there is no uh, impression of of time, the, the, all the civilization is there. There's, no, you just go from one, you get a cutscene to a planet, then you zoom yeah. into the planet, then you're yeah. racing away from it, and you, you you end up overwhelmed by the movement, and you're not quite sure where you are or how far you've gone or what. Because yeah. it's like they're traveling like as if you know, it's like three days or so, you know, not even that, like f- a few minutes to go from one planet to another rather than, you know, Weeks five years. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I was having a discussion on Twitter about, with someone about exactly that this week and we, we realised that Star Wars, the original film, only lasts sort of about two days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, crams quite a lot into those two days. It could, it could almost be an episode of 24. <laughs> Um, yes, but anyway, yes, so my book of the year, Collapsing Empire, John Scalzi, pretty brilliant. Yeah, mine's Station Eleven, Emily Sinjin Mandel. Uh, what's your uh prime bit of design of the year then, John? Uh, I'm gonna, we've spoken about her already, it's gonna be Sheffield Children's Hospital for me, um, by Artfelt, the organization that. Um, did the design for it and Morag Myerskoff who did the graphics sort of super graphics I think you could call mm. it um, I just wanted to yeah I just, I, it just it was everything good about design it did a good thing it wasn't trying to be noble because it was just making a joyful happy place yeah. and her graphics make me smile um, and so I yeah I'm giving it to that I couldn't agree more I, I couldn't think of anything else that had impressed me as much um, this year um, so I decided I'd pick something completely different yeah what are you going for uh, well I've I think this year I've I've been less uh, I've kind of looked at less design than I have in previous years and I've I've looked at more illustration um, and partly that's because I'm kind of exposed to so much because of the people I follow on Twitter so um, for my best bit of design it's actually two comic artists I'm going to nominate uh, and the first is Dean Ormston, who did the art for Black Hammer, which was the Jeff Lemire, Dean Ormston, and Dave Stewart. Oh, yeah, you were raving comics. about that, yeah? Still the best thing I've read this year. Well, I'm going to get that. You know, kind of a, an alternative look at a group of superheroes, and it's it's brilliant. And the art isn't, you know, it isn't show, it's very much kind of American comic art, but it's just it's just beautifully done. Um, Dave Stewart's colouring is is fantastic as well. He's the guy that kind of made his name with uh, Mike Mignola's Hellboy. Um, and the other one is uh, Jerome Pina, uh, who drew Seven to Eternity, which is another amazing comic, um, which is kind of like a science fiction fantasy, sort of Wild West quest type thing. Um and it's it's brilliant. It's got an incredible cast of curious characters, really memorable and strange characters, and kind of mythology about it. And uh, Jerome's art is absolutely out of this world. It's stunning, absolutely right. beautifully done. Cool. Yeah. Uh, have you got any worst? Because I at the end of it, I just put the worst things this year. Uh, I didn't think of anything no. worst. What have you got? Well, uh, I, I, I'm going to just say the White House Christmas interior. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just the worst of everything, isn't it? It kind of just sums yeah. up uh, life at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. I just, I'd love to end on a high note. <laughs> well, uh, have you got a website of the week? Perhaps we'll end on a, a higher note with that. I have, and it's continuing the uh, great work from Cards Against Humanity, uh, which, um, again, I was talking about last night, uh, the fact that it doesn't really, that game doesn't really translate into British English very well. Uh, we're not very good at being really, really rude in front of each other. We like to do it when other people yeah. are out of the room. 
and yeah, they, behind their backs. Yeah. So not only did they have they bought up some land that, uh, that you know to to protect the uh, the Mexican border from being built on by mm. the orange idiot, but uh, they um, they took down their entire site and replaced it with. Um, have you followed the link on this? I have. <laughs> have you seen it? Yes. It's amazing. Uh, that, with, with a product called orig- Introducing Original Prongles um, from the company formerly known as Gods Against the Humanity. Um, and uh, I love the strap line is just, once you pop, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, uh, what, what is it? It's just they've, made, they've started making crisps. Have they actually? Yeah. You can buy them. And they just wow. replaced the entire site with that. I think the old, the the site's back up again now, but yeah. How bizarre! Curious. They are uh, an interesting bunch, aren't they? Yeah, very very clever. Yeah. Um, my website of the week is uh, thebooktrust.org. Uh, particularly their project called the Letterbox Club. Um, so thebooktrust.org is a literacy charity, and the Letterbox Club. Is this brilliant idea where you can donate? I think it's ten pounds, and they will send um, a parcel of books to children in care. Oh, that's fabulous! I'm and do I just that. think it's—I yeah. just think it's amazing because not only do uh, I think a lot of kids don't get um, um, don't get parcels, do they? You know, they might get a few. Um, birthday cards. There's there's something exciting about getting a parcel, particularly if it's something you're not expecting. And um, you know, for children in care who you know are not having the you know the best start in life, to get a, a little surprise parcel of some books, I just think is absolutely marvellous. Yeah. So uh, book trust booktrust.org.uk. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna. Yeah, me yeah. too. If everyone treats that as like an just an extra Christmas present that you can give this year, that's a marvelous thing. Yeah, and you you just think that you know a kid just reading one single book, um, whether that's Harry Potter or whether it's um, Kidnapped, uh, it doesn't matter. It might you know change their life because it it might get them interested in education and making themselves um, uh, making themselves no just you know, furthering themselves, pushing yeah. themselves. Absolutely. Enjoying books, which we yeah. love. We should almost be a book podcast, really, shouldn't we? Um, <laughs> oh, that'll be the spin-off. <laughs> I'll start on the show notes straight away. Oh, yeah, right. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> you've got a pie, John. I have a pie. Um, How was the old-fashioned, by the way? Did it go down well? Yes. Right. It's gone. I ate the cherry. Uh, I love a, love a glacé cherry. Yeah, I've drunk both bottles of Snowball. Not quite sure how I think about that. Mm. Um, the, uh, uh, the the espresso is mm. really nice. Kind of yeah. like it's like a French one, you know, with uh, like I don't know, syrup or something. You know. Yeah. Um, so my pie is um, is obviously a mince pie because it's December. Um, yes. And it's a Heston um, mince pie from Waitrose. Uh, Heston Blumenthal, the mm. um, the chemist who cooks Which tends to cook, yeah. yeah. Um, it's really odd looking. It's like a flan on the bottom, very dark brown, maybe chocolatey. And then the okay. top, what looks like grated frangipan, something like that. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm going to go in. It looks really good. Mmm. That's really good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it lemony? Really lemony. Wow. But the lemon is under, is in the middle, so you don't get this lemony sharp here. Is it like a lemon curd? No, I, don't, I think it's just in the mince. Um, okay. But, um, yeah, really crunchy biscuit, and then lovely crunchy frangipan on the top, and then mm. this sort of mince pie middle. Um, it's not too sweet. It's really spicy, like, you know, you can imagine a Tudor pie might look. Yeah. Not, well, a pre, right. not a pre-chewed pie. <laughs> it's right if you're right, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to give that, I'm giving that a nine, Rob. 
Jeez. It's really good. You can tell it's Christmas. Yeah. Have I'm you given a nine, nine before? Three. You've only given you've only given okay. one nine. Okay, you? two nines. I've given you, nine Mike, Mike, Mike Sullivan a nine, didn't and, and Jake's Pies. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh I have got um some mince pies from a cafe on our high street. Um that we've only kind of recently discovered, although it's been there for a, a year or two. Um, and they do homemade mince pies, short crust pastry. The pastry is a little thick, but it's quite tasty. Um, but the the mince meat's homemade as well, and it's delicious. So I'll just, I'll win. Mm. Mm. I mean, they are quite sweet, and it has that booziness that's not too boozy. You know, the kind of alcohols have been burnt off. It just tastes kind of a rum or brandy or something. And quite citrusy as well. They're really, really good. You know, kind of like for a proper homemade mince pie. The cracker. Now you get an eight. Good. Uh, it's from t- Time at the Park is the uh, the cafe in Hampton Hill. Oh. Well... Yeah. Um, on to Christmas now. Have you got a busy week next week or are you off out? Um, got a busy weekend. So we've got uh, wedding on Saturday. And then Steph's been doing uh, Christmas wreath-making workshops. So she's got uh, one on Saturday and two on Sunday. And then we're going up north. So we've got uh, four or five days up in York. And then back down here for Christmas. And we've got a couple of weddings between Christmas and New Year. Well, I got you're busy then. Yeah, pretty busy. What about you? Yeah, just family stuff. Really busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm busy with work all the all the way across Christmas. Yeah. I've got loads on. Yeah, I've got lots to do. Um, but uh, yeah, and um, what is uh, your top top of your Christmas list that you sent to Santa? We haven't done mm. that. Well, I actually sent my wife one today. Um, I don't think I'll be getting it though. It's a new iMac Pro, <laughs> <laughs> which um comes to just under 13 grand if you oh, max it out. Have you, have you specced yours? Yeah. Hmm. Um, I don't know what's on my Christmas list, actually. I need a new bag. But I haven't uh, I haven't found one that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a kind of a shoulder bag type career bag thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So if anyone um, knows of any good ones, it'll be too late by the time you tell me. <laughs> uh, what about you? Yeah, I don't- I, I, I really don't know. Um, I, I don't. Ha- I don't. There's nothing. Uh, a board game, probably. Mm. Uh, I don't mind. I'm really not that bothered. Um, what um, What's on Kitty's list, Santa? Oh, um, yeah, it was. It was interesting. It was full of um, really strange things. Um, yeah, she's um, she's after craft stuff mainly. She like she does oh, like good. she does like crafting. Um, whatever that is, she made a uh, a robot pig out of Lego the other day. Beautiful. Yeah. She's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where she gets that from. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I've got to go and uh, feed my pet hamster. Okay, oh, okay. My prong. No, pet what's org. it called? Pork. Org. I can't get that word. It's just, it's a stupid word, but they are brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll look, I shall look forward to seeing it. Mm, yeah, enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Merry Christmas, everyone. We will try and get back on the track next year. And yeah, we will. We, I mean, I, I'm not. I said we shouldn't beat ourselves up about um, being too busy to do the podcast. We uh, we will get back on it. But it's uh, it's sometimes a bit tricky. Yeah. So uh, yeah. yeah, but we, yes, we, Merry Christmas, everyone. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Enjoy your family, and um, however annoying they might be, give them a yeah. hug. Absolutely. Uh, and you have a good Christmas too, John. You Not going to see mate. you beforehand, yeah. but uh, have a great one. A big love to uh, the family. Yeah, and same back at you. Um, cool. Yeah, have a nice time. You too. See you, you soon. Bye. Bye. Okay. One hour exactly. Brilliant. Good stuff. Marvellous. <sighs> right. good, that. Yeah, really good. Are you in, are you in school tomorrow? I am in school tomorrow. What about you? Um, no, we've got Kitty at home and, um, okay. it's granddad's birthday. So we're oh. going, we're going to Winchester to River Cottage Cafe. Oh, wow. Cool. Lovely. Hmm. So, um, yeah. 
Enjoy. Mm-hmm. I will. Okay, okay, John. Well, I will definitely talk to you before Christmas. Absolutely. Um, but have a good one. Yeah. And give my love to Steph. Likewise. And uh, yeah. Too. All right. Take All care. Right. That was fun. Bye. Bye. Bye.